The Strut Podcast is a presentation of 5403 Productions. You're listening to The Strut with Chili, TD, and Info Joe. Steel Nation, Strut Nation, two weeks in a row I have not wrapped to. I am saving that for East Carolina prep. I only do it for game week. This is not a game week situation. So, Joe, you can rest easy. I will not channel my inner run DMC just for you. But we are going to start off and talk about a couple topics. We'll get to those in just a second. TD, you enjoy the welcome, welcome. So why don't you go ahead and do the welcome, welcome. <laughs> welcome in, welcome in, welcome in to another edition of the Strut Podcast. Again, thank you, Teal Nation. Thank you to all the Strutties who uh, have followed us. Thank you to all the new listeners, the new followers, those that wear teal and those that apparently do not wear teal. Uh, any eyes and ears on the program will take it, even if you love us or even if you hate us. That's okay, <laughs> though, because we're taking screenshots of everything that we're doing. When we pay it forward, we will remember who paid it back. So that being said, gentlemen, I typically ask, how was your week that was? So there's going to be two parts to this question. Outside of your coastal football week that was, how was life? Oh, okay. Outside of the coastal week that was. <laughs> it's been fabulous. You know, here we are in December. We're in the Christmas season. Holiday time, you know. It's uh, gearing up for it to, to eat a little bit, uh, open some presents, and then hit the road and head to head to Birmingham and get ready for this bowl game. Two weeks from tonight as we record on Tuesday the 13th. That's right. So, Teal Tuesday. Chili. That's right. Every week it was non-coastal football related because we'll get into all have, that later. If you have children, you cannot help but enjoy Christmas. Oh, man. What a great um, time. My three-year-old, who y'all heard about before, she's seeing Santa. She's at that stage where she's still a little bit afraid to sit and laugh and talk to him, but he's he'll give her a candy cane. She has no issue taking a candy cane from a Santa, but just not quite ready to to talk to him yet but you know decorations are up plans are around for christmas season and everything so it's it's kind of a fun time of year plus for me and my job we're recording this on the 13th which is a tuesday friday i have a half day and i'm out for a while until january 3rd so i'm really looking forward to friday afternoon i'll just be honest with you guys well same here uh two-year-old uh, Paxton, eight-year-old Maddox, and my 14-year-old daughter. Um, Christmas is uniquely different for all three. Um, the reason I asked that specific question for all that listen to our podcast, and again, we want to say one, the gift and the reason for the season is for the, for the birth uh, who gives us uh, salvation. At the same time, I wanted to bring that question up purposely is it brings a little perspective, right, to what we're going to talk about and address tonight. Right. Just remember, perspective 
Remember, windshield, not rear view. I keep saying that to a ton of people who call, text, email me, you know, tweeted at us, uh, messaged us, all kinds of stuff. And that happens for all three of us, not just TD. It's chilly. It's info. Um, we're here for you, Teal Nation. We're here, Strutties. We're listening to you. Anything that we can give to you that's appropriate with good timing and good faith, we're going to give to you. We're going to tease something a little bit later. So for the week that was non-football related, uh, over my left shoulder is our college game day Christmas tree. Thank you to College Game Day 2020. That's the Christmas tree from it that they used in that little infomercial. And uh, over my right is is the uh, the wreath on the front door that signifies, like Chili said, it's the Christmas season. Man, what a great time! Uh, it is it is a wondrous time. It's bowl season too. That's something we're going to talk about too. Is all the Sun Belt bowls? There's seven teams, right, Chili? Right, info. I think we have seven yes, teams. We have seven, seven teams. And again, we would have had eight if JMU would have qualified. Hey, um, oh. that's too bad they didn't. That's true. That's too um, bad. TD, Info Joe, quick question for y'all, if I, can, if I may. Is it okay if I admit Kelly Moore from the CAF into the podcast right now? Are you guys okay with that? Absolutely. 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 Well, then, so we'll welcome, we'll welcome her in. She is going to be joining us here momentarily. There is there Kelly Moore. Is. There she is. Kelly, good evening, good evening. So, ladies and gentlemen, Teal Nation, all the studies that listen to us, Something that we promised and committed to you all to, to bring to you this week is Kelly Moore. Uh, she's an alum of Coastal as well. She leads up the, the CAF, Shawnee Athletic Foundation. Next week is the Teal Collective with three former teammates of mine. And then following that is Diane Sanders, who leads up advancement for the alumni relations. So we talked about it last week in our transition, gentlemen, uh, our, our podcast about the transition of Coach Chadwell to now Coach Beck. And one of those things is time, talent, and treasure. How are you going to get involved? What is your level of engagement? That was something that we got a lot of feedback on. If you two gentlemen remember that people started to gravitate towards. It was a, it was a positive message. It's going to be positive, y'all. We've built a foundation. Joe Cashin says it best. We have built a foundation, right? We are the culture. We're the stewards to that culture. We own that culture. We're accountable to it. So good, bad, and different, whatever transpires, we're accountable to it. Kelly's part of that culture, you know? Um, so for this week, we want to touch on we're going to have Kelly on for the next 10, 12, 15 minutes to talk about all things CAF and, and some great news today, Kelly. We saw where the Board of Trustee members uh, voted. Uh, I think Chile's got the information there, right? They voted for 15 to 20 mil on the uh, the indoor facility. Is that correct? That is correct. I'll read through that in just a second. I'm, Kelly, I know TD did like this really, really super quick introduction because he's excited to have you. So am I, and so is Joe. Um, you want to just talk for a minute about what the CAA is to people who are maybe have heard of it but not quite sure exactly how it works and what it does for our athletics thank sure you, well uh thank you for your your flag in the background that actually that flag was a caf initiative on the bottom there it says powered by the caf and and that's what we pride ourselves on at the shawana clear athletic foundation and trav and joe i know you guys both are our proud supporters i think all three of you participated in our sean's giving which we just had if you didn't don't worry there's still time for all those folks who want to help support the initiatives of the coastal carolina athletic department so the Shawna Clear Athletic Foundation 
our main mission is to support the needs of our student athletes at Coastal mm -hmm. Carolina, plain and simply. So we have 542 student athletes, um, and from our Thanksgiving Day of Giving, that's what our goal was for that for that number. So we've got 542 young men and women. Travis and I were both one of them at Coastal Carolina who were proud athletes. And so what these young men and women do, not only athletically but academically for the university to represent what it means to be a Toronto Clear, that's what the CAF does. We provide financial support. So when you're thinking scholarship, you're thinking facility, you're thinking operational need, you're thinking about even fan engagement and fan experience. That's what mm -hmm. we are trying to provide within the CAF. So we want fireworks after touchdowns. We want a facility that people are excited to come to with great seats and premium areas. And we want our student athletes, when they leave here, and, and I'll speak for myself, and I'm going to speak for Travis, too, because we were in there in the nitty-gritty, right? We were in there when it was a grass field, when there was no practice field for football, mm. as a cheerleader, when when there wasn't a, a, a space for us to practice. But we did it for the love of our university. And that's what these student-athletes do day in and day out. And so our job with the Shauna Clear Athletic Foundation is to help support that mission. How do we make them better people? better students, better athletes, and a better representation of what Coastal Carolina is. Well, I'll tell you what, it's it's really neat, Joe, Chili, to, to see um, former student athletes, but friends, you know, ascend to leadership roles. Now, here's one way I'm gonna break the ice and get her to laugh a little bit. When you go to the restroom in the stadium, there is no Joe Cashin over the audio in the bathroom. Now, Kelly, I understand people want digital banners and they want fireworks. I just want Joe Cashin over to loud intercom while I'm in the bathroom. You want him to say <laughs> that's a third and flush? I, I mean, <laughs> but I, I mean, you, work that in, man. You, you, you want that? I think you and Steve, we can make something happen. Steve and I will donate if we could have the the chili and TD you know, podcast, maybe speakers, you know, in, in the restrooms. No, all jokes aside. Hey, I almost said, I got to work. I got to work that. TD, it almost somehow. said like, we gotta, I gotta thought you were about to say the chili and TD pod. Then you said podcast. Cast. It was way podcast, better. Thank yeah. you for doing that. We had to break the ice a little bit, but all jokes aside. So something I know that uh, the calf put out during until Tuesday was and giving Tuesday was if you, and we touched on this Kelly. So just kind of bridging this back in. If you want digital banners, if you want the fireworks, if you are a larger electronics board, if you want the indoor outdoor facility, if you want all that, if you want the road moved, it's time, talent, treasure. You have to engage with your leadership on campus. You have to engage with your local delegation at the state house and the federal level. You have to do things. Uh, I'll, I'll give B Quiggs a shout out today again on Twitter. He's, he nailed it again. It's up to us. People may come and go, but the people of the program, the alums, the fans, the business community, Everybody all in one is Teal Nation, and we have to advocate for that in our own various ways. But tonight's about things. What are some of the initiatives? I know Joe and Chili have some, some questions too, but what are some of the initiatives that are really top line, kind of real fun things that we can engage with our listeners, but also alums and other businesses that listen to our, our podcast? Sure. And, and I do want to point out too, you make a, a great point. Coastal is is the school of Horry County. In my opinion, it's the school of South Carolina. I'm gonna go ahead and put it out there. I think we are the best institution in South Carolina. I love this place. 
teal is the best color. Like I, if I could wear teal every single day, well, I, I think I can. I think my closet has enough teal to wear it every single day. But <laughs> I, I'm um, sure you probably do. And that's great. <laughs> Yes, 100%. And Joe, you do too. And I always have to, I got to give Joe a little bit of credit. He always brings it every single time I see him. Every time I'm on a way trip, he's there bringing it. So way to go, Joe. Appreciate it, hey, Kelly. Thank y'all. Where was that place y'all ate at? That in Shreveport? Uh, Shreveport. Shreveport. Gosh, I, I can't, what was that? Like oh, Superior Steakhouse or something like that. David Sage was with us too. And that was a great trip, you know. And that Kelly came in our fun. radio booth and she put a headset on and we had her on there for a few minutes. And it was a, that was a great trip. And that's another, you know, the, the calf goes on these trips and, you know, they do a lot of great things. And that's just one of them. Got to get people engaged and going on the road to see where we play, see what the Sunbelt is like out there. 100% because that's what we want to do. We want to take fans and donors and alumni and community members, if they aren't already a donor, we want to broaden their horizon to see mm. what we're competing against, right? Yep. So if you don't know, you don't know. So let us help help you be educated on that. So, you know, we want the ribbon board. That's one of our initiatives. So if you are at Brook Stadium and you look on the Norman Field House, shout out to Josh and Mario Norman, two great alumni of Coastal have given mm -hmm. back. So on that field house, there's no scoreboard. There's not really any indication of what down it is, how much is on the play clock, right? So we would like to have a, a ribbon board up there. And mm -hmm. um, I do want to mm -hmm. give a shout out to my CAF board members and some of our, our current donors who have contributed to that. We're a little over 60% of the way funded on that. Um, and so how much we got to go, how much we got to have, how much we, gotta, have? we need about $40,000 more to fund that ribbon board up there. So right, they um, go, they go Teal nation. They go strutties. I mean, and, and listen, if you go on our website, you can give to the CAF and you can put in your comments ribbon board and that money will go right to that ribbon board that helps our players. Right. So they're looking up and they see, Oh crap. I got, you know, 10 seconds left or, you know, I'm, I'm sure they're not doing that. I'm sure they're very well aware, but our fans, right. So they can see what down it is. They can, they can see the play clock. Yeah. Joe, you know, well, so the announcer can see too, because when they put the net up in front of that thing, it's hard to see down distance and score on the one scoreboard that we have. So absolutely right. 40 grand. We can see it all over the place now. And so th that's what we've got about left to go. So right. that's one of our, our big initiatives. If we're talking just football, um, obviously the indoor, and you are correct, the board of trustees approved an increase in that budget. However, that doesn't come with a magical pocketbook with that additional money, right? So although it's been approved, I think it's important for everyone to understand it's been approved for us to go to the state to ask them, hey, this is how much the project's going to cost with the increase in materials mm -hmm. and the increase in labor. That does not mean we have all of that ready to go. So we do need Teal Nation. We do need our community, our fans, our friends to help us to to create the funding for that. And it, it's not. And let me go. On, let me say this. It's not just a football facility. This is going to help all of yeah. our athletics, right? So yeah. it's raining, soccer needs a place to go. We need a staging location for graduation. We wanna have the flag football championship within the intramurals there. Now we've got a facility that benefits the entirety. Uh, so I, I think that's important to note as well. Um, so those are the two key projects for football. For athletics, obviously, we are always trying to fund operational needs, um, you know, Mm -hmm. food costs 
go up. Our athletes have to eat, right? They have to eat on the road. Uniform costs, uh, anything operational. And then, of course, this, the scholarship element and being able to help with that. And I think that's that's great. You touched on the fact that the indoor facility is going to be primarily the lion's share of it's going to be football. But there are other attributing sure. factors to there's the academic piece. There the, there's the other athletic programs that will benefit from that. So even though we're a very coastal football, we're 99% coastal football podcast. Travis left us, but I what I think he was trying to say <laughs> is – Yes, wow. the, the lion's share is going to go to the to to football, right? So yeah. this is what it is primarily for. But there are auxiliary uses that can benefit the entire department. Uh, so anybody who is a football fan, just know that even with our donor engagement and alumni events, football alumni being able to have gatherings in this facility is also going to be really cool. And then it's going to help mm -hmm. round out that 544 side. So when we've got friends and fans coming in, maybe for the first time ever, they're going to drive down 544 and be like, wow, man, two nations where I want to live. So I, I think, Travis, you're you're exactly right. Well, I was going to say this too, and, and, and for those who don't know, Kelly spent some time at JMU. Now, don't hold that against her. We have found a new hate for JMU through that experience <laughs> that week. However, the one thing, Kelly, that, that, that the three of us try to bring on this podcast is you know, our family, Chili's family travels to a game a year or so away. The Danilies do it. They, obviously, Joe goes to every away game. There's something that we want to bring back to all our fans, supporters, to understand two things. One, Teal Nation is a community, right? It's a local community within arm's length, you know, 60 to 100 miles around coastal. But it's also a communal group where if you're from Iceland or Aner, whether you're from South Carolina or, or California, it's very communal. So because of that, they need to understand that perspective and i'll bring the jmu piece up is jmu stepped into the sunbelt with the largest athletic budget of any sunbelt member this year joe goes to places like ulm right or he'll go to places like louisiana or he'll go to places like arc state and he'll bring back that understanding and say guys this is what they have this is what they're doing and how do, how do we get that because ultimately our players are seeing that and as our players go against Power 5 programs, either being recruited or they go play there, and we talk about the transfer Portal John later or things like that, you can – you didn't catch the Portal John piece, did you, though, Chili? I, I, say, I, I, I was trying to get yeah. past the Travis and TD thing yeah. earlier. So. So, I love it. I caught whole, on and I love it. Yeah, yeah. The whole, <laughs> the whole transfer Portal John thing is, in all seriousness, our fans need to be our, our, our supporters – need to be educated on what is out there, what we're up against. So if you could take just, just like one minute and talk about what it's worth, what has what what you saw at JMU and what what engagement from a financial perspective they have put, just like we touched on the whole thing with Liberty outside of this. People don't understand that move. They put a hundred plus million dollars in their athletic facilities. That's a very advantageous thing for anybody, whether it be a coach, player, what have you. Let's talk about that just for 60 seconds. Sure. So first, I will say JMU and Liberty both have been around a lot longer than Coastal has, right? So naturally, their endowment is going to be larger. Correct. So when you have a larger endowment, you have a larger spinoff, right? So the more, the more money you have an endowment, the more money you're earning. So the more donors we have, right? The And, and we're not talking about like, oh, we need to, I mean, wait, let me retract that. Yes, I would love to have 
a gajillion million dollar donors. Let me just put that out there, right? But I mean, we're, we're talking about longevity and Coastal, not for nothing, is, is punching above its weight class in a lot of categories. Mm. But where we've got to get better is alumni and people who went to Coastal when it was a branch of USC, but they went right here in Conway. They went to yep. Coastal's campus. If we were able to tap into that, we're able to tap into the many tentacles, if you will, of, mm. of community and people that Coastal reaches to, to all come together, that's going to grow our endowment, our athletic endowment, our education endowment, which is going to allow us to have some more money and money to be able to, to expend on athletics, right? Um, mm -hmm. that, that JMU is ahead of us on that. They've been around since 1854. You know, li Liberty has been around and has a, a, a larger alumni base. Um, Correct. However, with that being said, I think what's important for, for everyone to note is that th the more that we are willing to, instead of point the figure and say, finger and say, they should do this, let's turn that around and say, hey, we should yeah. help Coastal do this. I think there's, there's a misunderstanding um, that because we're a university, we instantly have funds like that. It's not the case. We're a state institution. And there, there is allocated dollars for other state institutions that are higher than what we get. Correct. So a lot of what we are trying to do athletic-wise uh, and institutionally-wise, it does need to come from private support. And so I, I always like to say when when people, and, and I've, I've said it to Travis too, when, you know, like, hey, we should do this. I'm like, okay, let's find the people that can help support that. You know, it, Correct. a dollar in to us is, is so valuable because we use that dollar to its fullest because we don't get as much state support, right? So 6%, 6.4%, I think it was Chile, 6.4% is what we were told at Alumni Association and the Higher Education Commission that the state- That's correct, yes. So you're 6.4%, all listeners. But that's- Now take that away also from cap, like the penny sales tax, which is freaking amazing. They, yeah. And I, I thank everybody who voted for that that definitely helps the institution athletics can get zero dollars of that sales tax for facilities so we're not only talking about like okay we've we've got to raise some money for operations and we've got to raise some money for scholarship but we also this indoor is a hundred percent privately raised so that 20 million that was approved has to be 100 percent private dollars mm. So I think that's also something very important for people to understand that that 6% even like the 6.4% basically it's exasperated within the first hundred days of the academic year. So let people just kind of let that mill. And what I'm hearing too is, um, gentlemen is when this thing's done, it's a hundred percent hours. Nobody did it, but Hill nation. That's what I'm hearing. Right. So, Jilly, that's what I'm hearing is 100% of this thing, brick by brick, fiber by fiber, steel beam by steel beam, will be 100% contribution by people who love, admire, and want the university to succeed. And they want student athletes and they want students for the betterment of the university and the impact it has on, on the community, not just here locally. There's the community locally, like I talked about, but then there's the communal piece, no matter where you are in the world. When you see that logo right there, it just it puts equity to it. It really does. So, 
Kelly, I have a quick question for you in terms of just like <clears throat> how to do it. So some people they'll they'll see CAF around campus or they'll see it on a car. Mm -hmm. Like I have a sticker on my car. Thank you. Um, thank you. Um, but my question for you is if someone is not quite familiar with just how it works, can you kind of take us through the process of just if you want to just give something like you know, a website you can go to, what's the process there? How can they get involved? Because our, our listener base here on the podcast is getting bigger and bigger. we got more coastal fans coming in and listening to it. We want to give them an opportunity to join us and, and you in the foundation to help build a better day for our athletes. So what's the, what's the process can we get through? Sure. There, we, we try to make it as easy as possible. So one, you can, you can go to our website, right? So that's mm -hmm. www.coastal.edu backslash CAF, right? So you, you can go there and there is um, multiple ways to donate. You can choose your program. So if people want to give specifically to football, there is uh, a, a friends of page. I love that. There, there is a, a friends of page where you can choose your sport of choice, but you can also give to the impact fund. And what the impact fund is, that's a general fund. So that helps any project that athletic has. So let's say there's a year where like, all right, Kelly, we're $10,000 short of the ribbon board, right? So we can look through the impact fund and see, okay, are, are there funds within there? Or a better example, we had a hurricane a couple of years ago and, and one of our mm -hmm. teams was out on the road. It was a, a women's team and they didn't have it yep. in their budget to be out for two weeks, but they couldn't travel back. Right. So then we can come in and help subsidize that cost so that they're they're mm -hmm. not in a danger or if, if they need extra meals that they're the state budget's not allocated for. So we can have an impact, like you stated, on our student athletes. So you can go mm -hmm. to the website, do it that way. If you don't want to uh, pay by credit card, you can call us. You can mail in a check. Mm -hmm. So uh, the, the CAF office is within Arcadia Hall, which is the athletic administration office, right beside the, the bronze Chauncey statue that is right in front of TD um, Sports Complex, but beside mm -hmm. baseball and softball, we have uh, on the, the side that has the parking lot with the teal banner that says CAF, you can come in there and drop a check off. Uh, anybody can text me or you can reach me on my social media. I'm super accessible and I don't sleep that much. So late night text calls, totally fine. Uh, I mean, if anybody wants my cell phone number, I'll give it, Travis has it and he can give it to you. If you're texting me about a donation, I'll take that text all day long. Kelly, uh, some, somewhat serious, somewhat funny question. And we're going to kind of um, just, if I wanted to make a donation and I saw naming rights on here, if I wanted to, give some is there like a set price for what you can name things after oh boy here it comes because i want to no, know that's, that's a great stadium. question so <laughs> if we're talking a building i mean that's pretty substantial right because it, you're you're gonna have your name frontward facing um it let's say because travis really wants to be able to hear joe in the bathroom if he wanted to name a toilet oh. after joe okay this is it uh, this is it right here this is what, it, guys. what's really cool about it is, is honestly if there is a desire that somebody has they just sit down with us and they say listen i feel comfortable at the 500 dollars rate will that get me five flushes right so <laughs> there's <laughs> and i joke around <laughs> but no it 
it's hard to answer that question because we really do try to tailor it to the, the donor's experience and what the donor wants. Mm. So if we have a donor, for instance, that uh, we had uh, a grand a grandmother come in and say, I really want to have something in honor of my my grandson. He didn't play a sport here, but he loved coming to the baseball games. And, mm. you know, we want to do something. And she had a thousand dollar limit. And at that time we could name a locker right after hey, so her son's her grandson's name is on a locker and so we tailored that experience to her cool. so uh to answer your question in a short way is is we can make something happen can't guarantee what it'll be but we can we can work with you and find out what it can be and and i like to say that's just what we at the strut podcast call an opportunity an absolutely opportunity. and <laughs> it, with the indoor going back to football we're going to have what's called pavers of success um, where you can purchase a paver, like a, a concrete paver, and there's three different levels. So as you're walking into that facility, you can know that you created a walkway of success mm -hmm. for student athletes to, to continue to thrive. And, and that ranges from $250 to $1,000. So we're That's trying awesome. to reach every level. Um, we do also offer payment plans. So if Travis really wants his toilet for a thousand bucks and he can give $75 a month, we can create that pledge system for him for sure. Now there, there is a policy that 50% of the, the agreed upon term has to be paid before the name will go up just to make sure that uh, it, it is on the up and up. up, and up. up. Oh, we're go. only up and up and very serious about yeah. that. Hey, just all saying. Jokes, all jokes aside, <laughs> though, uh, using using the the analogy of the bathroom is so. What she's saying, y'all, is, hey, look, y'all have heard her. If there's an opportunity that you want to you want to name something after for the betterment of the program, for the betterment of your family, because you've been steward to this community and steward to this university and program, look, no opportunity will be told no. Um, every opportunity has an avenue forward or a path to success, as Kelly's analogy is with the walkway up to the new field house. But hey. It takes everyone, and we talk about this all the time, Kellen, the podcast is, if we cannot win any equivalent, right, with the large donors, we keep hearing that there's not a lot, there's, there's only a, a finite resource of large donors here. We can win in the aggregate, and it's the 500s 100%. and the 1,000s and the 50s and the 100s. It's the buying two tickets with no parking to buying four tickets in parking, right? It's something as simplistic, simplistic as just a slight elevation of your commitment helps us be able to do unique and different things for our student athletes, our programs, and our facilities. It does. And that's why you'll see when when people are renewing their season tickets, you know, this year we we said, hey, would would you consider giving the the score of the bowl game in addition to your mm. season ticket? Would you donate an extra, you know, uh and, and we also did a, a twenty dollars and twenty two cents to commemorate the twenty uh twenty two year, right? So we, we are trying to find ways in which we can reach people where they are. And that's important for people to know too. It's not about, hey, we expect everybody to be able to give $100,000. We know that can happen. I can't do that. I, if, if any of you guys can on the show, please let me know. But we want to meet people where they are. And if you feel like you can, for me, I'm like, all right, I'll do 10 less Red Bulls a week. And I can give that to the CAF. What does that calculate to? Because that's going to help a student athlete in one way. So thank you, Travis, for, for highlighting that, that there is an opportunity. And yeah. it's not just, oh, well, they, they only care about you if you give this much. Are you kidding me? No way. If you can give $3.50, 
and that pays for somebody's chicken biscuit when they're on the bus to go to Arkansas That's right. for a, a women's basketball game or absolutely that helps so tremendously and and that's where i get my passion from I, I was a kid who was adopted late in life and i had plenty of days where i didn't have food but there was somebody who saw that and was like i want to give this girl a chance i want to help her succeed and they got me a chicken biscuit they bought me a 50 cents coca-cola right mm -hmm. and so if we don't pay that forward and we don't help these young yep. men and women achieve what are we doing that's why yep. i do it that's why you guys do it. You want to help young men and women. And that's what that's we're trying right. to do. That's right. Well, Kelly, Kelly, we appreciate all that information too, because uh, when you put the human perspective on, like you just did about your own personal story, it adds a passion that I think people who love coastal or love coastal athletics, you know, they can, they do love them separately sometimes, which is okay too. But when you get the human story behind what you're talking about, that makes each dollar seem massive to people because every little bit helps. Um, we all have a role to play. And I feel like what you just said might have just kind of summed everything up just in that, that nice little um, story you told mm -hmm. about your experience. And it, it's kind of moving to me because I'm in education. I hear those kind of stories every single day. I know what the impact of one person's generosity or some person's time can do and how far it can go. So I think that was a great, um, a great way to word it. Um, Kelly, is there anything else you want to add before we uh, kind of wrap up the CAF talk? 1000%. I, I want everyone to know that it matters and that it's appreciated. It's so easy, especially in the realm of what college athletics is in different in different areas to make it seem like it's, it's transactional. And I think it's really, really uh, imperative that people know from the CAF, from my own personal perspective, it's not transactional. It is so much about building and so much about relationships. And it's very easy as we get bigger and as we get a bigger fan base and as we get more sellout games, we had four, three, three or four, four, yeah, four sellouts this year for that to get lost or the perspective or you know, people who aren't in it every day and don't see the grind that our staff and our dedicated fans and our loyal alum and our loyal new supporters put into the success of this program. It's easy for us. Oh, well, I didn't get what I wanted. They don't care about me. That's not the case. And I promise everybody that from the very top of our leadership to, to every facet of the people who deliver the mail, who everything at coastal it it's so weaved in to the betterment of that student experience and the betterment of that fan experience the administration the faculty the staff and it's important to know because what you're investing in and what you're buying into and what you're believing in does matter and the people who are the stewards mm -hmm. of your money are 1000 percent thinking about everything we do to make it better for what you have decided to invest in and it is so appreciated times get tough money gets difficult and the fact that we're able to continue to thrive and trying to grow is only because of great people like the people who are listening today the people who are putting on the podcast and as a former alum it matters and we hey now, appreciate hey now, it hey now. Hey, 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 all right, boys. We got a little shout out right there. All right. 
It's well, true. Kelly, hey, thank, thank you guys hey, for what you do. Hey, well, hey, the, the boys know it's a passion of ours. Um, we're technically doing it for free right now, but maybe not tomorrow. Maybe not next year. We'll see. Things are on the horizon, on the up and up for the for the boys of the podcast. But Kelly, thank you so much for coming on to talk about uh, the Shawnee Athletic Foundation. One quick, hey, in nine seconds or less, greatest memory in twenty years. Mm, uh, definitely when we tore down the goalpost. Don't do that now because it will cost a lot of money. But uh, when we tore down the goalpost <laughs> in our first victory, for sure. That's awesome. All right, great memory. Twenty-one fourteen over was. Newberry. That's right. That's right. But don't do Kelly, it now you so unless much. you're going to. Yeah, don't. For it. Yeah, unless you're going to sponsor it, don't do it. So, great. But thank you all very much. Thank, thank you, Kelly. Appreciate it, Kelly. Thank you. Flush the, flush the toilet for Travis. Let me know. I, I got to be the one to Travis. pick it out, though. I, I figured toilets it out. for Travis. That's going to be our hashtag for the uh, next week, Travis. Is toilets for Travis. I'll oh, pick it out. <laughs> I love that. Thank Thanks, you. Paul. Thank you, go. Kelly. Well, gentlemen. Toilets. For Travis, Tolis Teal for Nation, Travis. Strut Nation. Uh, Tolis for Travis. No, but seriously, all jokes aside, though, when you go into big stadiums, man, you can hear, like, the, the in-game announcer. We used to have in, that. We, I thought we did. We did used we, to have We it. used to. I thought we had that at one time, used man. Used to. There you go. Hey, Strutties. It, let's get let's get the audio. That'd be great. So, all right. Let's go to some Sunbelt Bowl let's games now. Let's go to now. some Sunbelt Bowl games, baby. Let's right, talk so, about – so wait a minute, are you saying we're going from the bowls Toilet. in the back? <laughs> Toilets the bowls. There we go. Hey, I heard Jay using a bowl. Mm. <laughs> Not one on the at home bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get it in every time I can, man. All right, so kicking off the bowl season. I can't say bowl and not giggle right now. <laughs> kicking off the bowl season for our Sunbelt Conference, we've got Troy ranked 24 against number 25 UTSA in the Cure Bowl. Guys, they're opening up that game. UTSA is a one-and-a-half point favorite, by the way. Um, you want to just keep on going through the bowl games, and we'll kind of talk about, like, around the belt like we usually do. Y'all want to do it that way? Or yeah. Is that okay? Okay. Work. Um, on the 17th, which is a Saturday, December 17th, the Lending Tree Bowl at Hancock-Whitney Stadium, Southern Miss versus Rice. Rice has opened as a six-point favorite in that game. Really? I don't yeah. understand that, man. Monday you, the night. Are we looking at the same lines, Chili? I got Southern Miss at minus five here. I got you Troy do? minus two and a half. Yeah. Oh. It must, it must have moved on you, Chili. Oh. Maybe it did. Chili, or maybe I your, just looked at the wrong I, thing. I just, you placed I, your best there in the wrong time there, brother. I um yep. we didn't listen what, to Joe. What, what, what do you have? Where do you have Myrtle Beach, Marshall, and Yukon? Well, who, who's who's what's your line on that? I've got Marshall nine. Marshall minus nine. Yeah. Okay. I got a minus nine and a half. Okay. Okay. All right. We're oh, back well, hey, One could be Caesars. One could be, you know, <laughs> Mandalay Bay. Are you betting on Joe? You're betting on Chili this time. <laughs> hey, there we go. There we All go. All right. Uh, Lending Tree Bowl, Southern Miss. I did that one already. Myrtle Beach Bowl, Marshall versus UConn. That's at Brooks Stadium. Joe has Marshall at minus nine and a half. I, I have nine. Is that what we – Yeah. Um. Wednesday, the 21st, the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl, South Alabama versus Western Kentucky. That is in the Caesars Superdome. Joe, I had USA at five. I have them two and a half. Oh, Ooh, Lord. Look at there. Aye. That's weird. Late action. Are so off. Late action. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, going to Friday, the 23rd, 
the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl in Shreveport. That's Louisiana versus Houston. Joe, I had Houston down as a four-point favorite. In that okay, one. three and a half. Yeah, that's, that's close. Very good. Yeah. Uh, Tuesday the 27th, Camellia Bowl in Crampton Bowl in Montgomery, Alabama. I had to look at that twice. Georgia Southern versus Buffalo. I see Georgia Southern as a four-point favorite in that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, push. And then right. the granddaddy of them all, the 27th at 645 is the Birmingham Bowl. The Sean and Claire's take on East Carolina at Protective Stadium in Birmingham. Last I saw, ECU was a seven-point favorite. Yeah. So, yeah. hey, I have been told Protective Stadium, is that the new stadium at Birmingham? That is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Open, open in 2021. That's UAB's new place. Open last year. Okay. So, you know, we can, we can talk about how we do around the belt. Joe, what are what are one or two bowl games? Okay, because we're going to discuss Coastal and East Carolina a week from now. Yeah, we, outside of our bowl game, what, the other six remaining, what are one or two that really just jump off the page with you and say, "Man, this is going to be a fun game to watch or an intriguing game to watch"? I'll tell you, it's one right out of the box, TD, and that's Troy and UTSA in the Cure Bowl. Yeah, I man, mean, you got me two too. conference champions, you got two ranked teams, you know, two teams that uh, went eleven and two this season. The Trojans on a ten-game winning streak. UTSA averages. Yeah, they got a kid, Frank Harris, who uh, who's fourth in FBS at 342 yards of total offense a game. You know, last year's Cure Bowl between us and Northern Illinois was one of the best bowl games of the season. Yes, All 41 games. It was a fabulous football game that went right down to the last play. I love this Cure Bowl, three o'clock on Saturday in Orlando. That ought to be a really, really good game. Can't wait to can't wait to watch that one. Hopefully, the Cure, Troy Cure Ball does a great job of man. I'm gonna up, tell you, man. they do a great job. I, man. I, I'm not fond of I'm not fond of Exploria Stadium. I know our equipment people can't stand it. <laughs> Just ask Dad Morphus that question. But uh, but uh, anyway, the the game itself is great. The week in Orlando at Universal is just unbelievable. I mean, they do such a great job of entertaining the players and the coaches and the fans. That is a great bowl experience. Another one that you kind of, you know, kind of get your, your juices going a little bit might be that uh, Arnell Carriers New Orleans Bowl, South Alabama against Western Kentucky. That's a, that's a really good one. South Alabama had a great year. They won 10 games. Western Kentucky quarterback Austin Reed with 44 touchdowns. Uh, he went in the transfer portal and then pulled himself back out. So, you know, I mean, he's going to stay there, it looks like. So, uh, so, he, so he went he went into the Port of John, sat down, came back out. Yeah, he didn't like that. He uh, didn't like it, so he came on back out. So, uh, this uh, this is time for the potty mouth. Well. So, uh, <laughs> and I'll tell you another one that intrigues me is that uh, Camellia Bowl. We got Georgia Southern and Buffalo. Now, this is really That's, interesting, really interesting game here because Kyle Van Trees, it came from Buffalo, went to Georgia Southern, threw for almost 4,000 yards and 25 touchdowns. Played at Buffalo for five seasons, you know, but Clay Helton takes his first Georgia Southern team to a bowl game. Uh, this one's about a four-point spread. You know, I like Georgia Southern in this one. If they can uh, get enough healthy bodies at wide out to go out there and catch passes from Van Trees. But those three games, you know, obviously, we'll touch on ours. We'll get in-depth in ours next week. But those three kind of stand out as the ones I really kind of want to watch. You, you took you, – so you took the one I was – that was one of the two that I was intrigued by was Georgia Southern with Van Trees playing his old team from Buffalo – Buffalo started out 0-3, and then, no pun intended, but pun intended, Chili, came charging back. You know, about. can you hear the Bulls running? And they did, man. They hey, they came back, and um, they they had to get it at the end, right? They were 5-6 and six in their last week. The game got moved because of the massive snowstorm. They were able to get 6-6 six and six and get bowl eligible. 
Um, they were in the East race to the MAC conference right to about the last week or two. But again, this is the same team that literally they were 0 and 3 and 1 and 4. And then they just found a way, man. They kind of remind you of ODU last year where, man, they just couldn't get out of their own daggum way the first three, four, five weeks. And then they finally just got it going and they figured it out and they won two or three, four in a row and, and really turned it around. That's that, that, that game to me is, uh, an intriguing game. You touched on the two. The one I'm excited to see is UTSA and Troy. Uh, you know, as Coastal fans, if we can be in the Cure Bowl every year, that means two things have happened. That means we've had a fantastic season. That means we've probably got 10 wins or more. We've played for the conference championship, but we were right there at the end of it for a conference championship. So that, that that's one game for me. The, um, oh, man, my mind is uh, chilly. What was the bowl game? My mind just went blank, y'all. Is it, is it, is it, is it a trivia question? Yeah. What is it? A Camellia Bowl? Who's in the Camellia Bowl? Camellia Bowl is Georgia Southern Buffalo. That is Georgia Southern Buffalo. Um, that game, and outside of the ones that Joe, all the other ones outside of ours are just, you know, they're they're just good matchups. But again, the ones Joe highlighted plus the Camellia Bowl um, really sparked my interest. You know, pulling for everybody. Who's Marshall got again? UConn. Marshall has UConn. UConn here in Myrtle Beach Bowl. I actually have tickets to that game. Um, may may try to pop over there. It's a two thirty. It's a Monday. It's a it's a weird kind of like two thirty Monday game. It, it is. It's a weird uh, time. I'm gonna tell you what. There's gonna there's gonna be a lot of green in that stadium. I promise hey, you that. There. That, let me tell you something. I think that is going to be the best attended Myrtle Beach Bowl in the history. The three years that it's done for two reasons. One, the first couple of years there were some restrictions, but also two. First time UConn's been in the bowl game since uh, the forward pass. And Marshall, uh, you know, Myrtle Beach is the southernmost, you know, uh, West Virginia beach. So it's going to be a crowd there. I mean, I'm telling you, I wouldn't be shocked if we get fifteen to 20,000 fans in that stadium that well, Monday at 2.30. Here's something else we're not talking about in that game is the fact that, you know, how bad UConn has been in the last couple of years. Now you've got Jim Moore Jr. running the program. He's going to be a Myrtle Beach coach in a bowl game. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like all just playoffs. Side, like, play- oh, thank you. Man. Playoffs. <laughs> six and six. They get to a bowl game. Myrtle Beach Bowl. Let me throw this out to you. Would you rather be in Connecticut with the long range forecast showing definitely some snow and some winter mix coming, or in sunny Myrtle Beach right after Christmas? Man, Christmas is on a Sunday. Wait a minute. That game's a week before Christmas. I'd be here from that week through Christmas. I'd get a VRBO down at the beach for a week if I was from UConn and hang out. But from my understanding, talking to friends at the beach that have hotels, they they said that the the Marshall fans and the UConn fans are actually they're shockingly getting rooms pretty quick. And I hope so, man. I hope for well, all university. I hope for our Marshall to live here. I'm going to well, Marshall live. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you what. When we made the Marshall trip, I can't tell you how many Marshall people we I ran into that we ran into. Our team hotel was a DoubleTree, which was like a mile and a half from Jones Ed, Jones C Edwards Stadium when we played the game right there on the campus of Marshall's Marshall. And so there were a lot of homecoming people there too. Everybody, just about everybody we ran into. Yeah, I know so and so. We're at the beach. Yeah, we got a place in Merle's in and now oh, we got a place in Little River. Oh, we got a place in Surf. Everybody who has green on up there is gonna there are gonna be a lot of Marshall people because there are a lot of people that live around here, have relatives here, family, whatever. They're gonna be here for this game. I know they're that this game, I know they're looking forward to it. So we expect a lot of green in yeah. that place. Let me do this. Let me throw here. Hey, Chili, let me throw this out to you. I'm ready. 
let's rank the six bowl games, again, excluding Coastal. Let's rank the six bowl games from interest intrigue to – Who I'll, cares? Uh, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> um, Number one. Like one, one point for least, six points for most? Well, let's just – hey, let's – we could rank it with uh, we could what we do is we could do a poll. I don't know if we could because uh, you only get four choices on Twitter. But between us right now, let's hey as 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 a as a team, if you will, we'll rank it. We'll start from the bottom and work to the top. Hmm. Or you want to work from the top and work down? I, 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 for me, it's going to be easier to go top well, down. Honestly. All right, we'll go we'll yeah. go top down. And I I got to agree with Joe as far as interest. I, Cure Bowl to me is the one I'm most interested in outside of our own bowl game. And it's the first one on the calendar. Um, and as we're recording on the 13th, it's happening this Friday. So that That's one's correct. coming pretty quick. So I'm excited to see Troy versus UTSA as two ranked teams playing in the Cure Bowl, which I think is really cool. Yep. I think my second one of curiosity just because of who it is and, and the way they play is the New Orleans Bowl with South Alabama, Western Kentucky. Those are my first two. I'm thinking of right off the bat. I'm kind of curious about Marshall UConn as my number three just because of the matchup itself and watching the game on Teal Turf, which is really odd. I watched the Myrtle Beach Bowl last year, and it was just strange seeing you know two teams and one of them not coastal. Um, I think I'm going to go with Louisiana-Houston after that. And then maybe lastly is Southern Miss Rice for me. Joe? Okay, so I'm going one Cure Bowl, kind of you know the, the, the order that I gave a few minutes ago as my three most intriguing. So one Cure Bowl. I think two will be the, the New Orleans Bowl, South Alabama, Western Kentucky. Three will be the Camellia Bowl. Uh, let's see, when I have is four. I think four is Myrtle Beach, just because I'm interested in the crowd, just to kind of see who's there. You know, in our place, five will be Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl, and then I guess six will be I, the Lending Tree. I'm just not terribly excited about Southern Miss against the losing Rice team, but you know, go Southern Miss in that one. They're, they had a they had a good bounce back year. Good for them to make yeah. a bowl. That's right. You know, for me, um, it's very similar to y'all's, uh, Joe. Yours were identical to mine, just because you know, if if they had a different team in that bowl game, I think I'd have a little more intrigue. Uh, but um, it's great. Here's what I'm gonna say is as much as we, you know, we pick on each other as member schools in the Sun Belt, I hope the Sun Belt goes seven and oh. What better way to show where this conference has come from over the last better part of the five to seven years than to go seven and oh this year? And I do. I hope everybody goes seven and oh. Um I, I really hope that that app and JMU do well as well in their bowl games. But Oh, oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. So not in bowl games. So maybe next year. <laughs> the Scott but, Tissue uh, Toilet Bowl. So maybe next year. But uh, um, but all seriousness, the seven teams that are in, including us, so we go seven and zero. My line was like Joe's. I think the intriguing one really does start off. I mean, the Cure Bowl is is look. That's becoming a bowl game. I cannot harp on that enough. And, and that is a that is becoming a really great group of five bowl. Right. I mean, it really is. It's becoming a premier group of five bowl like the New Orleans Bowl has been for many years as well. Typically, the Sun Belt champion is there as well. But those two bowl games. But um, really excited for the bowl slate starts off this Friday with the Cure Bowl and ends with ours on the 27th, hopefully with a W. So something that, you know, we've we've talked about. It was we've talked about the calf. We've talked about the impact of 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 the ROI on a dollar. Now we've talked about bowl season. We've run down. Let's get to the meat and potatoes of 
of what a lot of our listeners have been inter- in, in engaging and acting on um, on social media and through text and whatnot. So for all those that have been listening in the last probably 45 minutes, we're getting to it right now. We're going to discuss it. This is what you've been waiting on. We know that. We're going to talk about all things that's kind of transpired and transitioning with coaching staff and 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 Tim and his decision to play the bowl and, and, and then test the waters of the transfer portal. So, um, Joe, we typically start off with your with your guidance and and kind of your perspective on things. What where are you at with with what you're hearing positive and and how we're how this transition is going? Because we've also heard some good news about there's there's there is a candidate out there that apparently Coach Beck is is really starting to to narrow in on. Uh, an OC, the OC that was in South Florida, that's the name that has risen to it. So we don't like talking about speculation, but, you know, there's sometimes where there's fire, there's smoke, and vice versa. But what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I'm, I may let you get in on that kind of stuff, TD. I mean, I saw a report today, but I don't want to get ahead of Coach Beck on that kind of stuff. And, yeah, you know, I mean, he he's going to do with the coaching staff what, what he's going to do. I know he's got plans in mind. I mean, obviously, some of our guys are going to leave, you know, because, you know, but, some of them are going to go to Liberty. You just kind of assume that we talked about this the last time. But uh, however right. he puts the uh, however he puts the staff together is how he puts it together. Honestly, I, I haven't heard a lot. I really haven't. I know that Coach Beck yep. has been involved with a lot of. He's been on the road recruiting a lot. He's been in meetings a lot over the week and a half since he's taken the job. And hopefully, get, we'll get a chance to catch up with him pretty soon. I do know that practice for the bowl game starts on Wednesday as we record this on Tuesday night. So we're going to start our preparations for the uh the ticket smarter birmingham bowl on wednesday so hopefully once that starts we'll kind of see we'll get a feel for you know who we're gonna have because obviously you just mentioned the fact that grayson's gonna go in the transfer portal can't thank that young man enough for what he's done for this program i mean i I think i texted you guys this morning if we had to put together we've talked about a mount rushmore of quarterbacks before but if we have to put a mount mount rushmore of greatest players the four greatest that have ever played in our you know 20th season now football he's on there you know he's on that mountain there's no question about that what he's done for this school has just been absolutely phenomenal you know and i and i can't say enough about what he's done you know to 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 just to lift our brand over the last three seasons you know the competitive spirit that that young man has i mean talk about the talent just just a competitor yeah <laughs> you know that he he hates to hates to lose doesn't you know he just can't stand it you know, he's got that competitive fire about him. And I wish him all the best. I mean, I I saw just, I, just mostly people, you know, wishing him the best. I saw a few people kind of looking like they're a little bit selfish about it. But who are we to tell a young man what to do about his future? You know, he wants to go test the waters, assuming that he's going to go to a power five, which I'm kind of seeing some reports of visits coming up for him uh, soon if he hadn't already taken them. Wish him all the best. You know, hopefully, hopefully we can get him on this pod before he takes off. But just so glad he's going to play the bowl game, finish what he started. That's what he put in his message, and he's going to finish what he starts. So he or he's going to finish what he started. So uh, you know, just just wish him the best. Obviously, Josiah Stewart's in the transfer portal. Has three big time offers. He's down to I think it's LSU, Michigan, Southern Cal. How about that youngster? You know, when he first stepped on campus back in 2021, I heard rumors that, you know, we stole this kid. <laughs> He's a power five talent and we saw it last season, you know, and he did some more great things this season. Wish him the best too. You know, what a great two years he's had for us. Of course, have a couple of others that have get you know gone in the portal. Trey Pinckney's in there. Manny Stokes, those two guys played, you know, Travis Geiger is taking some visits right now. Wish him all the best of luck. I mean, the portal is what it is. I mean, people have, 
their different thoughts on it. I mean, is it kind of out of control? I mean, are there more players than there are homes? Yeah, there's yeah. no question about that. I mean, there are more players, many, 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 many more players than wh where they're going to find a chance to play. And maybe that's going to lead some people to get this thing under control at some point. But it's been a lot of transition the last week and a half. You know, obviously we talked about Coach Beck coming in and kind of what he's going to do and, and, and uh, you know, how he's going to lead this team going forward. I think it's an exciting time. I really do. I mean, I don't think we're going to be, as we go forward in the future, I think you're going to see, you know, three to five years of stability at best at G5 schools, and then you're just going to turn over. I mean, if you're successful, you're going to turn over. Things are going to turn over. Coaches yeah. are going to leave. Players are going to leave. And I just don't think the way it is today, there's any way around it. You know, we've had three great years of success, 31 wins, you know, going to our third bowl in a row. It's just incredible. A chance to win 10-plus games for the third straight year, which would be a school record. But guess what? We're, we're turning over. It's, it's just the reality of things. I mean, in schools that are laughing at us now, guess what? You're going to be in that same boat too, my friends. You are going to be in that same boat because you're going to go into that transition too. Your coach is going to go and your players are going to leave. That's just the way it is if you're a G5. So I'm excited. I'm excited for the future. I think our fans should be excited. I think they should be excited for what they heard Kelly say a little bit earlier, you know, how they can get involved. Do that. You know, if you, if you get a chance, you didn't hear it, go back and listen to it. There's a way to get involved and get us to that next level. But be excited. Now, be be happy for what we're doing. Be excited for what we've done and where the future is with Coach Beck and the players that he's going out to recruit. And uh, be excited for this bowl game. I think we're going to go put on a good show, which we'll talk about next week. Yep. I, Joe, I, you made me think about something because I was making some notes just a minute before you started talking. And, you know, when you read social media or whatever it is you read, the people who are posting that are fans. Now, as far as this show goes, I play the role of the fan. I've been with Coastal since the first ever football game. I tailgated the first football game. I have been there like you guys have been there, too. We say it all the time how the three of us are some, some OGs, basically, when it comes to Coastal football. OKGs and, or just OGs? Well, we, we're OKGs also. <laughs> and if there's an application process, I am ready to sign up. But I will say this about just Coastal fandom right now, and I keep thinking – that the word is opportunity because I keep reading oh. people talk about, yeah, you know, we've lost out on this, we've lost out on that. I don't want this to be, and I want to, I don't want to say I'm speaking to the heart of the fans, but just I was, I, as a fan, I want to say this that we cannot take this, this chance. Here we are, December 2022, in our 20th season of football. There's absolutely no way we can accept the fact that there's been a failure by anybody related to working for or with coastal football. Mm -hmm. We are at a time right now, fans, where you're going to take some flack from some people who are ignorant about yep. what's going on at coastal. The word is ignorant. Use that word, but don't use it at everybody else. We need to be smart about it and not be ignorant. And what I want to say to that is this, that our success is going to come down the road again because it's going to come around because I'll be honest with you guys. I've said it before on text message. I've said it on here. I believe in the message, what coach Beck is sharing right now. Mm -hmm. I believe in what he's got. I, I look at his resume. It's a, it's amazing where he's been and who he's worked with worked for. Um, and I was trying to get a quote before we got on here to kind of, I guess, kind of measure out what I'm thinking. And I found one from Thoreau and I think it perfectly applies to what we're talking about as coastal as at the crossroads. That's right, TD. And I can spell every word correctly. Um, so here it is from Henry David Thoreau, and it says, success usually comes to those 
who are working too hard to look for it. Mm. I feel like right mm. now it's a nose to the grindstone time for coastal football. That's right. Transition. There's new people coming in. But when Coach Chadwell took over as head coach, players left. Look where we are four or five years later. We're going to our third bowl, Joe, like you just said, the chance to have the third consecutive 10-win season. So I want to say to the fans, we have to keep perspective and understand that there's a process and a meaning behind everything we're doing. These guys that are coaches at this level, they have a philosophy. It's a tried and true philosophy for a lot of guys who have been around the game a lot, like Coach Beck has been around a lot of guys who are names in football. He's probably pulled different bits of his own philosophy and made who he is today as our head football coach. So I'm going to invite the fans. Let's not use the word failure. Let's not use the word whatever is like that, because that's not what today is. Today is an opportunity. The sun is rising again for coastal football. If you choose to get out of bed with coastal football as the sun rises today, then understand this, everybody. We're going to be all right. Teal Nation, Strut Nation, let's just go ahead and decide that whatever happens, we're going to be positive and we're going to stand behind our Shawnee Clears. Hey, what did I text you all the other day? What did I thank you? And Tilly, that's why I love you. You just teed me up. Hey, hey, after the darkest night and there, there is a dawn, Teal Nation and Strutties hear this clearly. After the darkest of nights, there will be a dawn. And guess who crows at dawn? That damn rooster. And let me tell you something, dawn comes after every dark night. So everybody that's hating on this program, everybody's slinging mud, everybody that's taking screenshots and taking their shot, good. Thank you, because you're going to be a little note in that locker room for every player and every fan. Hey, and to Chili's point, right now, right now you're, you're being tested as a fan, as an alum, as a supporter, as a community leader, as a community member, anybody who puts, if you're watching YouTube, anybody puts that logo on right there, you're being checked right now. Are you going to falter? Are you going to stand firm, have resolve, and understand what we're doing? And what we're doing is when everybody else has doubted this program, and let me give you a quick little perspective. Rice has been playing football almost 100 years. They have literally one of the top three largest endowments in the entire country up with any Ivy League school, up with any Power 5 school. And they had to get an appeal and an approval to get into a bowl game. Perspective. In 20 years, we have had 13 winning seasons, seven I can think of Power 5 and Group 5 programs that cannot tout that. We are in a good situation. Now is the time to check yourself and understand we are Teal Nation. There is a dawn after the darkest night. We have gone through a pretty rough patch of events. However you read those events, however you viewed those events, however you consume those events. But Coach Beck is on the trail. He's got prospects. He's got talent in front of him. He's putting the structure in place. And hopefully – the boys of the Strut Podcast right here will be one of the first to hopefully deliver some of his message to you uh, in the near future, right? And let me tell you something. As a former player, we have been through this once before, but in a different scenario with the transition from Coach Bennett to Coach Mogula and, and, and Ugly. And everybody said the program's never going to go anywhere. Joe, you remember this. Jillia, you remember this. 
oh, we're never going to be the same. Here we are a decade later. We've hosted game day. We were ranked almost 30. I think I look back, I said 40 last podcast. I think it was almost just shy of 30 weeks we were ranked. We've received votes for most of the entire year outside of the top 25. We're an emerging program, to Joe's point. Unlike this situation, if Coach Beck in his five years, three to five years, does what Coach Chadwell did, we may be in a position to not lose that coach, but we may be in a position to lose some of his OC and DCs or whoever they may be, and that'll be another moment in transition. But those transitions, because of success, I will take them every day. Mm-hmm. I will take them every day. Give me the haters. Give me everybody slinging whatever they want to sling, but do not doubt. If you are a fan of this podcast and a fan of this university and a fan of that program, do not doubt. Let me say one more thing, too. I just thought about this. As a coach, you are never not building. Always building. You're always Because there's no program in any sport of any level that's, that's built. You're never right. built. You're always me, building. To your point, hey, today I talked to, talk to a colleague in the healthcare industry. He played, he played football at Florida. Do you know how many guys they've lost in this week alone in the portal? 27. 27 left. And I don't mean like, the, you know, University of Florida is University of Florida. They ain't losing, you know, some, some kid that we groomed for. Th- they're leaving. They're losing three, four, five-star recruits. They're losing. They're having decommits. Now, granted, I understand the, you know, Travis, Florida. It doesn't matter. When you lose 27 guys of 100 and about 15 or 20 guys in your program, my quick math, that's one-fifth of one-sixth of your program right there in the portal. Here's the other piece of the portal, John. 37%, was it, Joe? 34.7% actually find a scholarship on the other side. Let that – hey, this, this thing's going to resolve itself, ladies and gentlemen. This thing's going to resolve itself in time that there is not necessarily a greener pasture on the other side of that portal. I can promise you that. We've already seen one or two of our players go to the portal and already come back. So, yeah, Will, Willie Moyes, Willie Moyes, you know, arguably, arguably the highest rated recruit we've ever had, according to 24-7 sports. Glad to see him decide to stay, you know. I'd be Glad he'll he'll, he'll be, be a big contributor for us. Stayed. I'd be interested to see what, what, what that experience was like one day. I'd love to be able to talk to him and say, Willie, tell Steve and I and Joe, what, what, what was that like? Because there's no right or wrong process there, right? And that's something we as followers and fans and supporters one day will better understand. but. For right now, the message that's coming out of last week, this week, and going forward is do not doubt because everybody else is going to doubt this program. If you don't doubt, we're going to be fine. We're going to be okay. I, I, I failed to mention Willie Lampkin, too. He, he went in the portal. Some of the guys I was mentioning earlier, he's a two-time also and built uh, offensive lineman for us. I mean, he's been a great player for us for three years. So, uh, right. you know, hate to hate to see him go if that's what he decides to do, just, you know, to stay in the portal. He'll go someplace in the – He'll, he'll go do some, you know, do some program very well. But, uh, you know, again, like you say, TD, I mean, this thing's going to work itself out very soon. I mean, because there are just too many people getting bad advice. And I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about our kids. I'm talking about the whole thing generally. In general. Is how it is, right. is how this thing is going right now. Too many think that, you know, greener pastures are out there. They're maybe getting some bad advice, thinking that, hey, I'm going to jump in this thing and it's going to be all, you know, peaches and cream and uh, find out that, you know what? <laughs> way too many of us in this portal than there are homes on the outside from where I just came. So we'll see. And some of those kids too, I'll add this to Joe's point. Some of those kids will take these visits and they'll go see other programs. And then they come home and go, 
you know, we got something pretty special here. Maybe I, maybe I should stay after talking to somebody after visiting. That's real y'all. So we're going to, Hey, the next few weeks, we talk about the calf next week's the teal collective the NIL. And the week after that's alumni engagement, but look, stay the course, have resolve in your support. Smile. Cause at the end of the day, this is supposed to be fun, man. This is fun. It should it be fun. fun. It should be fun. I mean, if you if you're miserable about it, you're probably taking it a little bit too seriously. Honestly, you need you need what you need what Chili mentioned a while ago. You need the word that he mentioned. That's perspective. Have that's some right. perspective. Let's see how this thing plays out before you know we just <laughs> go, we'll go walk off a cliff somewhere. Let's see how this thing long plays game, out. You know, let's, game, let's, play, let's play the long game. I think we're going to be okay at the end of the day. I really do. What's the Speaking one thing? Long that, game, TD. What? Oh, oh, oh! Is there a question coming? There is a question, but I wanted to point oh, something out that kind of happened that was kind of cool this week. So um, a week ago, you know, I always put the Twitter poll or polls up week in and week out. And I just did one question this week, guys, and here's perspective for you. The question was simple. Which event was bigger for Coastal last week? Was it Chadwell's resignation or Beck's hiring? Mm. Um, the most mm. votes ever in any Twitter poll the Strut Podcast has ever done. How many votes? 134. Good job, Strutties. So this is, I, I love signs and omens and stuff like that. So Beck being hired was the clear winner. But mm. let me tell you how much the percent was. That's interesting. That Beck won it with. Do tell. Coach Beck won it with 54%. That's an omen, man. That is an omen right there. How cool is that, Joe? <laughs> interesting. That's good. Hey, that's good. That's so good speaking stuff of like Coach that. Beck, TD, as we Ooh. transition to your favorite part. Oh, man. A nice trivia all... question. Oh, oh, man. Go ahead. Coach Beck, in his press conference, talked about his playing days as a high school option quarterback. Oof. Coach Beck played quarterback in college. TD. Yes, he did. Where did he play college? Where did he play football in college? Oh, man, if we ever get him on the show, he's going to rag my backside about yep. this. Yep. I'm going to bring it up, too. Wait a minute. Was he a flash? Wait a minute. Because he's from Ohio originally. He played okay. He played, He played. played college ball in Ohio. Nope. No? You have 49 more states to guess. Go. <laughs> we don't have time for that tonight. Wait a minute. Timeout. You Why call timeout Kent... every week for trivia. I know, man. Why did Kent State come to mind for me? Wait a minute, he I think he spent he he spent he was at Kent State early in his career, if I remember correctly, was he not? I think so. That that might be where I'm thinking. Maybe right after he played, he was at Kent State. Did you call um, time in? No, I did not call time in. Uh all right, time in. Give me give me give me the state. Give me the state. Florida. So you were really close when you said Ohio. Oh Cramanelli. Um <laughs> mercy. I wasn't even close, man. Uh he played in Florida. I don't know, man. I'm going to take a wild guess. Uh, Florida State. Is that your final answer? Just say yes. You don't know it. Just say yes. I'm going to go Florida State. Joe, what you got? Mm. He's, been, he's been looking at the answer the whole time. <laughs> he's doing it on his phone, man. <laughs> I'm cheating. UCF. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's right. He did play for the Golden Knights. That's right. Joe, have you noticed when he gets it wrong, he's like, oh, yeah, 
I did know that. It was UCF. You had no idea it was UCF. Don't even try that. There are people listening to this podcast in their car, oh, pulling over, man. screaming at their console. And their... TD, you did not know that. We could, we could have said it was Yazoo City State. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, knew that. oh that's right. I was rather tell my we played at Denison right. College in the old Yankee Conference in the 1930s. The old, that's right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, hey, College State of Minds out there, old D2 championship, right? There that's you it. go. <laughs> Denison College, go Baptist. Denison, go Baptist, right? Oh, <laughs> the the Pittsburgh State Gorillas of Kansas. <laughs> so, well, hey. This is not your regular podcast, so we're not going to have not. like yeah, joke. I don't think you have a coach's show coming up on Wednesday. Well, I, I do. I do want to promo this though. We are going to have a Coastal Football Birmingham Bowl radio special on Monday night, December the twenty sixth, from seven to eight p.m. It'll be heard live on Hot Talk 99.5 WRNN. We will be at the Ooh. Sheridan. That's Ooh. where the uh, that's where the team headquarters is, the Sheraton Hotel in Birmingham, which is right across the street from the stadium. So we're going to have a live bowl special. We'll have uh, interim head coach Chad Staggs. We'll have some players, uh, whoever else wants to join in. It's going to be kind of a fun hour of radio. So I do want to go ahead and promo that uh, for those who are listening tonight. If, if you can't make the trip or if you're there, at the hotel, come see us. You know, we're going to be set up there from seven to eight. Of course, it'll be six to seven central there, but here uh, in the Eastern time zone, seven to eight, the, the Coastal Football Birmingham Bowl radio special. That'll be on Monday night. So practice fires up this Wednesday. And uh, hey, don't think for one second these boys aren't going to be ready to play, man. They're going to be fired up, ready to play. Tins last ride. He's committed. I mean, I, would, I wanted to make sure we got off before we got off. It's very unheard of for a quarterback to say, not only am I going to go to the portal, I'm telling my team that, but I'm going to, hey, we're going to play one last time together, baby. We're going to play one last time together. I admire that, that about him. It, admire it, that. It, it, yep, let's it, do it. Look, he, he doesn't have to do that, y'all. For all this work, y'all, he doesn't owe anybody anything. He wants to do it because the young man is committed to seeing this thing through. His commitment to finish. Yeah, I'm glad he. De- I'm, I'm glad he decided to do that. That speaks to his character, no doubt about it. He he yep. wants he wants to finish his job, and I respect right. that as well. Yeah, yep. I'm going to go ahead and say, TD, Sean's up. I don't want to cover right. up my CAF flag behind me that Kelly Moore pointed out a while ago. By the way, just want to let y'all see that, Joe. Until Joe, next time. Until next time, finish the job. We'll